everybody, and welcome to So It's Come to This, a Simpsons Family Podcast. I am the father, Brian. Hi, I'm I'm son, Brendan. I'm the son. What? Uh, my name's Brendan. Is is me. Hi. Are you pointing at me? I'm pointing at you. Are you pointing to me? I'm pointing to Are you. Are you pointing to me no. or at me? I'm pointing from you. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I'm pointing in your general direction. Jesus Christ, man. My name's Corey. I'm the mother. And I am the uh, guest today. I'm his <laughs> brother, Rich. And I'm not a Harvey Globetrotter, but I'm going to try to do my best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so as you hear, that is a voice you have not heard before. Um, so my brother, Rich, has decided to join us today. No, we could have just said it was Kaylin. <laughs> she's just not been on the podcast for a very long time. Her voice has changed a little bit. <laughs> I mean, but... puberty. <laughs> so uh, thank you, Rich, for taking some time to join us today. Um, you might also be noticing he might sound a little bit different. This is our first uh, try at having a virtual guest, because obviously with COVID concerns and things like that. And also Rich is from Ohio, so it would have been a little bit difficult for him to come in and join us in the kitchen. So hopefully this works out. It's our uh, first go at this. We had some technical difficulties getting started here, but um, hopefully we are uh, got that all worked out and this will work out in the end. So, so again, Rich, thank you for joining us. And um, why don't you just quickly, before we get to our normal stuff here, why don't you quickly just kind of introduce yourself, you know, obviously tell us who you are and then like, you know, anything else that you might want to add about yourself or anything. And then in addition to that, maybe just talking about, you know, what drew your interest to uh, The Simpsons, you know, what you like about the show um, and basically just anything that you'd like to add. So it's up to you at this point. So go ahead, Rich. <laughs> sure. Well, great to be here. Thanks for having me on. And I am Brian's brother, so uh, we kind of grew up watching The Simpsons. It was a huge part of our childhood, and I would say what really got me hooked on the show was it being on after school. So coming home from middle school, high school, it was always on a couple episodes between like 5 and 6 o'clock, and you'd just come home, hang out for a little bit, and watch The Simpsons every day and go and doing that you see every single episode you know every single line uh to this day i feel like the simpsons can be related to any life situation and there'll be times when i'll rewatch an episode and i'll hear a line and i'll realize oh wait i say that all the time and i completely forgot that i had gotten that from the simpsons <laughs> <laughs> that happens absolutely all the time i have to say but the, the one thing I do, I'm a firm subscriber of the seasons 3 through 13 uh, way of looking at it. I, I love seasons 3 through 13, and the rest I could kind of give or take. Yeah. And I also, uh, I, don't, I don't ride for the movie, not a big fan for the movie either. So if it's seasons 3 through 13, absolutely love it. But everything else, I'm a little bit lukewarm on as far as that goes. Right. Even Spider-Pig? <laughs> <laughs> yes. But Spider Pig does whatever a Spider Pig does. The problem with Spider Pig was that I remember when the movie was coming out, the commercials were everywhere. Yeah. And Spider Pig was ruined through the commercials, and then when it happens in the movie, it was 
not as exciting. And I just remember being in California yep. after the long flight with Brian, we went and saw the movie and I actually, I fell asleep at one point about, I think it was about halfway through the movie. So <laughs> it could be, uh, could be a damnation of the the movie or it could just be that it was a, a cross country flight and I was tired, but I think it's a little bit of bit of each. I don't think I ever knew that actually. <laughs> <laughs> that you fell asleep halfway through. It's like me and Rogue One, remember? Yep, yep. I was super sick and my back hurt and I couldn't get to sleep at night. Then we went and saw Rogue One and I positioned my movie reclining chair just right and out I went and when I woke up it was like a completely different thing and I'm like, what am I, What? what's going on? <laughs> Did they start a different movie? Yep. And then I fell back to sleep. Yep. Well, obviously, Rich, you are not alone in what you said about uh, really being interested in season three through thirteen. I mean, obviously, some people have might go a little bit farther. Some people might go a little shorter as far as the Simpsons Prime. Um, I know um, our friend Patrick, who we've had on the show as well, kind of feels the same way about the show that you know he doesn't really watch it you know, beyond a certain point and things like that. So, so you are definitely not alone in that. So we understand that, but obviously this is right within that prime time. So everything should be good here as far as this particular episode for you. So. <laughs> oh yeah. This is right in the sweet spot. That's right. Probably five through seven are, are prime. Yeah. Well, it was funny. We were trying to get our Disney plus going and for whatever reason, we we're having an issue with it. So we put in the DVD and I looked at the, I think it's four or five episodes for this disc and i'm just like oh my god they're all amazing Saul <laughs> <laughs> bombers yeah like it was this one it was stone cutters um and i don't i can't remember the other ones but i was just looking and i was like i can't believe all of these were just consecutive episodes like that's insane you know so but yeah and then we've obviously talked about that a little bit too um you know i have said that Corey and i are still watching the show and i basically say that every time i watch it it still makes me laugh so as long as it makes me laugh i'll keep watching it so who knows if that's for another year or if it's for another 10 years or forever because they don't seem to ever want to cancel the show so (laughs) but all right so thank you again rich for joining us really appreciate that and we are going to go back on ceremony and let's start us off here with our uh, romper room shout out oh no that's my cue oh no (laughs) I agree. Oh, no. I wasn't expecting this. Where's my magic mirror? Oh, there it is. I won't drag this out. Poor Rich is going to be like, what the heck is going on? <laughs> what is she babbling about? A magic mirror? This is ridiculous. And then he's going to sign off and we'll never hear from him ever again. And it'll obviously be Brian's fault. So... I have my magic mirror, but I do have to do this because it's dirty, Brendan. Uh-huh. Is it? It's always dirty. Is it dirty? <laughs> yeah, clean it good. It's great, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you like it. Oh, it's yep. so great. That was better than so, it normally is, so. I don't want to scare Rich. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm leaving. I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm looking in my magic mirror, and I see my friends Caleb and Jess my friend Mike and Maury, he doesn't have to look at me while I do this. This is embarrassing now. <laughs> my friend Mike and Maurice and Susie, and I see my friends Carl, Patrick and Lindsay, and um, they have a baby who 
probably doesn't even know what a podcast is, but I'll say hello to him. Hello, baby. He has his own podcast now. <laughs> he does. <laughs> it's called the Goo Goo Gaga Hour. <laughs> oh my god, that's so cute. Um, I see my friends Teresa, Joey, Amy, my friend Jay, a new listener, my friend Jasmine, who listened to half of one of our episodes, and maybe she'll come back, maybe she won't. <laughs> it's just a roll of the dice. Yeah, I mean, what um, is it when it comes to this podcast? New listener Justin, who, I mean, liked us once, and I just clu- kept him in forever. And our tried and true listener, Timothy. Hello, Timothy. Now on to the real people. My friends, TJ and Cash, Karen and Georgia, uh, Sterling K. Brown, John Legend, Chrissy, um, all of the former members of the Mickey Mouse Club. Would you like me to list no, all of them? No, no, we can, we Are can you move sure? on. We can move on from well, this. Well, I will say a special shout out to J.C. Chazé and Justin Timberlake. Um, who else? You tell me. I don't know. Um, who are you seeing? Oh, all of the guys in Workaholics. I was going to say you forgot about Durs, them. Durs, Blake, Adam, and Kyle. And as always, my best friend in the whole wide world. Sorry, Rich. The Silver Fox himself, Dick Gear. Stop clapping. It doesn't get picked up well. Always with the claps. Oh. Hooray! We did it! We did Rich, it. Rich, we did it! I think oh. <laughs> <laughs> now it's time to put the mirror away. Did you hear Rich? He said he wants more claps. Oh. Rich, you can go away now. You're done. Now it's time to put the mirror away until we come back next time. All right. Maybe we won't come back because of the incessant clapping. And now we're dropped down to number 283 <laughs> in Canadian podcast, even though there are only 169 of them. I will also add, it's not just Canadian podcast. It's TV <laughs> review. Well, we're not Canadian. Canadian podcast. <laughs> Good for us. We fooled them. Yeah, we, we sure did. We fooled them. We sure did. And now we can go across the border and be like, hey, we're Canadian, though. Look at our, yeah. look at our rankings. You can let us over the border. Everything's fine. <laughs> and they'll be like security. Border Wait a security. Minute. Why is border security calling bo- like a different security company? Where are the Mounties? Right. I'd like to see some horses. Okay, moving along. That's all. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you for that, Corey. <laughs> thank we appreciate you. it. Thank um, you. Before we move on here, just a quick reminder how you can reach out to us if you'd like. Um, you might want to say, what is this nonsense? Please stop. Or maybe you want to encourage us. I don't know. But of course, you can reach out to us at email at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com you can find us on instagram at so it's come to this underscore pod and on facebook you can find us at so it's come the number two this what about twitter please stop asking about twitter <laughs> i mean we didn't get banned from twitter we did not get banned from twitter we I'm just not, don't do anything on it i'm not going to say anything more than that <laughs> you can saying. figure it out okay all right, so moving along here, let's hit to our Ion Springfield segment. Rich, this is where we take out our phones and don't pay attention, <laughs> uh-huh. so you can do that. Well, it used to be the Simpsons Tapped Out segment, where I would talk about the mobile game Simpsons Tapped Out, but they hated it so much that they basically urged me to stop. So I did, so then I kind of uh, I pivoted 
And I was like, all right, we'll do something new then. So that's where I came up with some Simpsons news. I honestly forgot that we talked about Tapped Out yeah. for a few I episodes. I did too. Yeah. So. Like, <laughs> you just blocked it, it out of your memory. It must have been that mundane. That... <laughs> All right. Well, some of the things that I have. Uh, the first thing is, I don't know if you guys knew this, but the Simps- the Simpsons prediction machine has done it again. Oh, you're not going to say what I think you are, because that's a lie. I'm going to say multiple things. Oh, no. So there's been multiple things. The first is, um, there was actually a Bills playoff game today, and um, people are saying that the Simpsons predicted how fans will attend Bills playoff games. Oh! Masuda Chow's posted that on yeah. their Instagram. Yeah, so there was there was that episode from last year where uh, the Simpsons traveled to New York State and they went through Western New York. Yeah, and there was that shot of the people in the stands and, but I don't really think that was a prediction, that. as more of the Bills were terrible at that point and no one was going to the games. Mm-hmm. So the second prediction, of course, you know there was some very sad um, happenings earlier this week uh, with everything that happened with Capitol Hill. I mean, we're not going to get too into that, of course. Try to keep it somewhat light here. Obviously, it was a very sad thing to see. But, of course, there's people out there saying the Simpsons predicted that. That's fake. And, well, there was two parts with that. The first was, now, Rich, you might remember this. Remember the, the parody of I'm Just a Bill from Schoolhouse Rock? Yeah, where he's basically talking about making an amendment uh, to the Constitution, and it, it had something to do with guns or something like that. And at the end of it, all these little uh, bills go running in, and they run up the the uh, steps of the the Capitol building with their guns and everything. So everyone's like, they predicted it! And I'm like, no, they didn't, because it was just... Did a bunch of bills take the Capitol and I missed it? <laughs> yes. They were all named Bill, didn't you know that? Wow! What are the odds? Brian, I'm a little disappointed that you don't you don't know the song. The song is about people flag burning. That's right. That's right. A lot of flag burners who have too much freedom, and we want to make it legal for policemen to be (laughs) (laughs) Because there's limits to our liberty, and we stop hope that there are, because those liberal freaks go to (laughs) (laughs) I would have known that had singing... That's not me. I know. Look at our guest brings singing. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, uh, I don't golf get clap. I don't get cheers when I sing on this podcast, Rich. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Yes, you are exactly right. So. Thank you for bringing that up. But again, I feel like that's not necessarily a prediction. That was just because they were trying to say this bill was getting ratified into the Constitution, so then all these bills ran in, and he made it safe for all of them or whatever. So, But whatever. People are going to say what they want. Um, they also pointed out to the episode in 1999 that featured Mel Gibson. Uh, that episode was called Beyond Blunderdome, where he went in, um, I think it was, uh, what's that Jimmy Stewart movie? Mr. Smith Goes to Washington. Yes. And it was like a remake of that, and Homer helped him out, and he gets into Capitol Hill and Congress, and he starts going crazy with a gun and stuff like that. So everyone's like, oh, they predicted it again, which, again, not true. And uh, people were also posting pictures of that crazy guy with the hat, the bull hat or whatever, with the horns. And it was like, he was animated right next to Lisa, and they're like, look, how did they do that? But that's fake. It's not real. Somebody made up that picture. Wasn't it Willie who was dressed in a... Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But none of that actually happened. That was debunked and everything. 
And the last thing that they were predicting is, now this is kind of scary, uh, I believe it was this year's Treehouse of Horror, so Treehouse of Horror 31, there was a segment that showed predictions that January 20th, 2021, shows an apocalyptic scene with Homer on the family's roof. So people are like, are they going to predict that? So, fingers crossed that that is not going to happen, because we're not there yet. You know what? Now that you mention it, I'm going to say something. If you enjoy apocalyptic things, because who doesn't in this day and age, um, you should check out the Boogeyman's Closet, because they are doing apocalyptic movies. That is right. And... I'm just saying, maybe there's going to be a special guest on their next episode for the movie This is the End, which has all my favorite people in it and is one of my favorite movies. And it may, the special guest may be me. I don't know, though. (laughs) Allegedly. It's you, allegedly. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, check out our sister podcast, The Boogeyman's Closet. But only if you're old enough. Yeah. Yes, correct. Yes, it is. Because we swear. All right, back to our eye on Springfield. A few more things that I have here. Uh, The next is Nancy Cartwright, who, of course, plays Bart Simpson on the show. She is launching online voice class acting lessons uh, through Masterclass. So if you'd be interested in attending her classes, she has 14 video lessons, and they feature custom animation, examples from her career, and live-action demonstrations of her vocal techniques. Masterclass, isn't that where Kim Kardashian is getting her law degree from? Probably. I mean, more on that in a moment, right? (laughs) So if you're interested in that, all of that is available through Masterclass with their $180 annual subscription fee. So Masterclass, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast, we just gave you a little (laughs) thing, so feel free. Kardashian, if you'd like to sponsor this podcast. Don't. (laughs) She has money. What's she going to do with it? That doesn't mean... She can throw some at us. (laughs) That doesn't mean we want it. Kimmy? Okay, and the last thing I wanted to mention here was um, the Atlantic uh, website there. It was actually reporting that life in The Simpsons is not attainable for many people these days. So they point out that Homer, a high school graduate whose union job at a nuclear power plant, which required little technical skill, supports a family of five. They have a home, a car, food, regular doctor's appointments, and plenty left over for Homer to spend countless hours at Moe's. And all of that is attainable on a working-class salary. So basically what they're saying is back in 1990, that was probably more attainable for that to happen, whereas now it would be much more difficult. Uh, The article, I'm not going to go into all the details here, it actually broke things down as far as how much Homer made because they saw a check at one point and how much he made per year versus what that would equate to now and things like that, but I'm not going to go into all of that, Uh, but I will post the article on our Facebook page if anyone's interested in looking into that in a little more detail. All right, so before we move on to our news and views section, I actually would like to play a game with you guys. A game? No, thank you. Yes, a quick game. No, it's pretty easy. You basically have two choices, so it'll be easy. And Rich, <laughs> no, do I win? Yes, you'll win. Yay! So, Rich, we'll involve you in this game as well, okay? So, basically, what this game entails is, of course, on The Simpsons, there are a lot of crazy scenarios that happen. So, sometimes these scenarios are actually happening within the show, and other times they're being imagined, Okay. So basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to read off a scenario of what happens, and you're going to tell me, did this happen for real on the show, 
or was it in someone's imagination? So does that make okay. sense? Yeah. Yeah, I like this. Rich, like does that make game. sense to you? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. All right, so here's the first one. Ready? And I'm going to keep track here, and we're going to tally and see who gets uh, the most correct answers here. All right, so the first one here. Homer robs the Quickie Mart and enjoys a lavish lifestyle as a senator. No, that's imagination. Okay, so Corey says imagination. So I'm going to say that's imagination. Okay, Rich, any thoughts? 100% imagination. Okay, lock it in. All right, you were all correct. That was imaginary. That was a scenario that was imaginary. All right, the second one. Instead of going to the box factory, Bart's class is revealed to be going to the box factory. Is that real? Did that actually happening happen, yes. or was it imaginary? Real. I think we reviewed this episode on our podcast. I don't think so. Wasn't that the Cracker Factory? I don't know. Uh, I'm going to say real. Okay, so you're saying real. Yeah, He's saying, saying real, Rich? Wait, can you repeat? I'm trying to think. So yep. the way uh, you said it. I'll say it again. So instead of going to the box factory, Bart's class is revealed to be going to... The box factory. So I think that's imagined, actually. I think that is that a trick question. Okay. <laughs> so Rich, you are correct. That was an imaginary situation. I believe Bart comes up with that in his head. Um, so that was imaginary. So that was correct for Rich. So that gives Rich two, and Corey and Brendan one. All right. So our third one. We have ten possibly here. Holy I think, cow! I mean, we'll go through them quick. We burn through them pretty quickly here. A technically disabled Homer works from home outside in the sun. Wait. Wait. Repeat so, that? So, a technically disabled Homer works from home outside in the sun. Real. Imaginary. No. I think... I Didn't we do this? And we did do this episode. I think it's real. Yeah, no, it's imaginary. Okay. Rich? Imagine. Okay. Are you still sticking with I real? I don't know. All right. It was imaginary. So basically, Wasn't he in a moo-moo? He was working from home in a moo-moo, but the imaginary situation was when he was in the hammock working yeah. from oh. home. So that gives Rich three. Wow, doing a good job there. Brendan, two. <laughs> I don't like this game. Okay, the next one. Homer chauffeurs comedy legend Mel Brooks. That's true. Uh, yeah, that sounds like it's a real thing. Real. That was real. And he asked him a bunch of questions, and Mel Brooks was like, ugh. Oh, yeah, and doesn't he try to do the uh, the oldest man? Yeah. Or whatever uh-huh. that, that skit is, yeah. All right. Homer's posterior is bitten by a bee. Rich, <gasps> we'll start with you here. That is real. Okay. That is real, because the bees bit my bum, and now my bum is big. Right. Sure, I'll go with the real. <laughs> you just gave it away. <laughs> well, it's because it's real. It is real. I didn't give anything away. Well, he gave it away to Brendan because he didn't he guess yet. He doesn't care. <laughs> <laughs> All right, few more here. Homer sh- Homer is given ownership of the Denver Broncos. Brendan, I'll start with you. Um, I'm gonna go with imaginary. Okay. No, I think it's real. That because was because they were all doing something in the front yard, yes. weren't they? <laughs> that is correct. Yes, that is a real situation. Yes. <laughs> so yes, that was real. So Corey got that one, and Rich got that one. Okay, just a few more here. 
Uh, Marge meets Lee Majors. And Brendan's like, who's Lee Majors? I think that was imaginary, right? Who's Lee Majors? The $6 million man. That helps! <laughs> it's a television show from the 70s. Ask a stupid question! Uh, I'm gonna say imaginary. I don't know, I think it's real. Rich, thoughts? Imaginary. Okay, are you sticking with real or imaginary? No, I'm going with imaginary because Rich said so. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes, it was imaginary. And Marge says she needs to stop fantasizing about Lee Majors. Yes. <laughs> but just one more. <laughs> okay, Lisa fires an assault rifle. Uh, real. Yeah, I think it's real. Okay. Rich, this might go beyond when you were watching, so... Yeah, I'm just going to have to say real. Just take a stab at it. Okay. It was real. Yep. I think I know the episode, too. Is it the episode where... I I can only remember one part of it, but Bart fires an RPG, and they say he misses a target, but then he says, or did I, and Skinner's car is blown up? But that's Bart, not Lisa. Right, I know, but is that the episode? I can't remember, I don't think so. I just remember, I think she was at, I feel like she was at some sort of camp or something, and was firing, and it just kind of went off like crazy. I don't yeah, remember that's... exactly. Okay, I remember I her know. flying around. Yes, with that. So. Oh, I think that's the military school episode, isn't it? Yes. Yep. Okay. All right, uh, two more here. Uh, this one, I believe, Rich, is well beyond when you were watching, so we'll see here. Uh, Bart becomes a faith healer. So you know what I mean when I say faith yes. healer, right? Yeah. Okay. No, that that's real. I know that one. Okay. Uh, you know what? Sure. We'll go with real. Yeah. Real? That was real. Yep. Bart becomes a faith healer. You just stick with Rich. <laughs> Whatever he says, you say. I know Rich hasn't missed one yet, so it's a good thing we had him on. <laughs> All right, and our last one. Homer and Apu meet the Quickie Mart president. I'll have Rich hold off on his answer this time. I'm going to hold off. I don't need these cheaters copying my words. <laughs> That's the only way I can even get this. Um, Homer and Apu meet the Quickie Mart president. I feel like yes. I'm going to say real. I feel like yes, and wasn't he like, it kind of looked like a Buddhist monastery, and it was like up in the mountains somewhere, so I'm going to say That real. was the Quickie Mart president? I thought that was someone else. I don't know. Yeah, real. Are you talk? Are you talking about? I don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I I think that's when they go into the cupboard of expired milk and Listen, there's like dude, a. Listen, dude. I don't know what I'm talking about, but I think it's real. <laughs> All right, Rich. So I'm I'm embarrassing you guys here with my Simpsons knowledge, but if that is real, and they they go to the Quickie Mart on the mountain and. They get three wishes, of which Homer uses, are you really the head of the Quickie Mart for all of them? Yes. <laughs> Interesting. Yep. Alright, so I guess if I'm tallying that up, it's pretty easy to see. Yeah, Rich won. Rich is our winner, so Ten good job. Points. Congratulations. No. Didn't miss one. Alright. Put your clappers away. <laughs> put your clappers away. You put your clapper away. All right, so before we move into our episode here, what about our um, news and views? You got anything for us? Yes, I have several things, but not the things you're looking for, so look elsewhere. Oh, boy. Um, I'm not going to mention what happened, even though it was very sad, because I don't want to make this. Yes. 
Okay, so number one, Quibi is dead, and it shows they're streaming for free on Roku. So if you want, if you have Roku, you can watch it. And please watch the House Flipping Show with Will Forte and Caitlin Olson from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, because that one's real funny. Um, Ireland Baldwin, you know Alec Baldwin, and uh, I don't remember who her mom Kim is. Kim Basinger. Yeah, that's one. Alec Baldwin and Kim Basinger's model daughter. She left L.A. to find peace in the wilderness because you know L.A. is real hard for models. And life's super hard for her also. But I bet once the Wi-Fi gets spotty and she can't post on Instagram, she'll be back. <laughs> Peace is overrated. Um, a grand jury is to investigate Elijah McCann's murder. If you don't know who that is, that's the poor kid that Aurora, Colorado police, um, they falsely questioned him. Then they killed him via chokehold. Hmm. Oh, because he was guilty of having the wrong skin type. Right. Um, Hey now, hey now, guess what dreams aren't made of? That's a reference for all of my Lizzie McGuire fans out there. Pink eye is what dreams aren't made of. Hillary Duff said she got pink eye from getting too many COVID tests done. What? (laughs) Does it sound ridiculous? It is ridiculous. That can't happen. Yeah, Doctors was, are like, you're an idiot, Lizzie wait, McGuire. Is she getting the wrong test? <laughs> stabbing her in the eye. I mean, maybe that's why she got pink eye. Oh, boy. Um, that's also a reason why we shouldn't trust celebrities with anything else than entertaining us. So, true. Sorry. Sorry, Adam. I'm not going to trust you when you tell me you got pink eye from a COVID test. He's not the one who did it. Finally... This is very sad news to people who love train wrecks. The train wreck that is Kanye and Kim, I heard from my two girls tonight, they're getting a divorce. So the train wreck is off the rails. Oh, that's pretty That's pretty <laughs> clever. Oh, man, I wish I thought of that. Um, Kanye is possibly dating garbage human being Jeffree Star. <laughs> <laughs> who is a cosmetic that sounded, mogul. That sounded like a news report. <laughs> <laughs> he is a garbage human being, though. So here's the thing. Kanye is a known homophobe, and Jeffree Star is a known racist. So together, they're a match made in heaven. <laughs> um, also, according to Kalen, people are... According to Kalen, <laughs> you're citing our daughter as a source. <laughs> My news source, Kaylin. Um, people are blaming Brendan Urie from Panic at the Disco for I don't know reasons. Um, I'm not even sure if he knows Kanye or Jeffrey Star. I do want to also mention that Kaylin said before you say anything about that, you should probably check to see if that's really. I did the check. Case. I couldn't find anything. That's why so exciting. Not real. Um, also, Kim Kardashian. <laughs> I heard that she is taking classes to become a lawyer. Through Masterclass. That, I, that, I don't know. Give us that sponsorship. Come on. I don't know. Um, listen, if you didn't think the Kardashians could be ridiculous enough, here's another layer. It's true. And poor, you know what? I will say this, though. And I know a lot of people, this is very controversial, but poor Kanye. Please, if you're having problems with your mental health, please.
please go get that checked because Kanye has a lot of problems. He's been on and off his meds so much. I don't even think he's on them anymore. I'm no doctor, but your mental health is very important and go get that checked if you're having problems just so you don't have to be like Kanye and dating Jeffree Star. Okay. The end. All right. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thank you. All right. So we've gone a little longer than we normally do, so our apologies. I feel well, like because this of your is game. our longest intro before we get into the episode very that well we've could ever be. had. It was the game. Yeah, it was the game. I added a game this time, so I thought it would be fun. So. All right. But, all right. So Rich, he won. Yes. <laughs> He's celebrating. <laughs> Alright, so for our episode, um, and one of the reasons we brought Rich on here is because, obviously, Rich mentioned uh, we are brothers, and him and I both grew up playing hockey, and we have a great love for hockey, and, of course, the NHL is going to be returning uh, next week. Uh, By the time you hear this episode, it'll already be back, Uh, but the NHL is returning on the 13th of January, which has me excited. Uh, Rich, are you excited about the new season? Absolutely. The Sabres got Taylor Hall, so I'm excited to see what he can do, and maybe they can finally get in the playoffs after 10 years or however long it's been of <laughs> looking at him. I know, it's been too long, Looking right? from the outside. They're, they're in a tough division, though. They are, but if they're good, they should still be able to find a way to get in. That's true. So, with all that being said, uh, the episode that we chose today is a hockey-themed episode. So, Brendan, why don't you give us a little bit of detail on the episode? Alright, so welcome, everyone, to our 31st episode. We are reviewing... Lisa on Ice! Yay! Yay! (laughs) Uh, The crowd goes wild. Uh, This was from Season 6, Episode 8. Its production code was 2F05. It originally aired on November 13th, 1994. It was directed by Bob Anderson. It was written by Mike Scully. It doesn't have any guest stars. Uh, The chalkboard gag was, I will not dissect things unless instructed. And the couch gag was that the Simpsons all sit on the couch and then are sprung into the ceiling with only their legs and feet showing. All right, so a few things about this episode uh, before we jump in. Um, So as Brendan mentioned, um, Mike Scully uh, was the writer of this episode. And um, he came up with this idea. Um, because he wanted an I, he wanted an episode involving ice hockey because of his passion for the sport. So now his first impressions of the sport came from when he was a child and he was watching the AHL Springfield Kings during the late 60s and early 70s. And as he said, he was quoted as saying, seeing as it was a minor league hockey at the dawn of the Broad Street Bullies era, there was plenty to soak up. So Rich, you're going to appreciate this. Attending practice meant observing players with a can of beer on the bench and a cigarette hanging out of their mouth in between drills. The arena held maybe 5,000 people, and there was one penalty box with no partition. Scully said that fights on the ice would frequently continue there, and one night it got wildly out of control, and the cops wound up arresting players and escorting them to a squad car in handcuffs. 
according to Scully, as a kid, that was very appealing to me. <laughs> so now, Rich, we've both played hockey, and of course, I feel like hockey has that reputation of what it earned in the 70s, you know, the stuff from, you know, the movie Slapshot and, you know, stories that we hear like this. So is there anything you'd like to say about that, like in defense of hockey or? So the the game now is completely different, but there's just something so classic about those those 70s teams and the no helmets and just the fights all the time. And I have a great story. My... My wife's grandfather grew up in Johnstown, Pennsylvania, which is the basis for the team Charleston Chiefs Mm -hmm. in the movie Slapshot. And he has a story about a friend who was banned from the games because he actually crawled over the glass to fight a player on the other team (laughs) on the ice. (laughs) So he was not allowed into any of the games after that. But it's... People say the fighting is barbaric and all that, but if you you will never hear a hockey arena get louder than yep. when there's maybe an overtime goal you'll hear it erupt, and then a fight is the next the next thing, and people just go crazy, and there's just something so so exciting about it, and just seeing like there's old Sabres highlights of people getting in fights and going through the Zamboni doors mm-hmm. and just uh, guys falling in from the crowd, falling into the penalty box and <laughs> fighting with players in there. And it's just, it really is. It, there's just something about that time that right. is just great. And yep. it, it's just fun to watch. Or uh, players going into the crowd and hitting a crowd member with their own shoe. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So I, I heard Brendan say that this was uh, first aired November 13th, 1994. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it just so happens that one of my friends, Joe, who is not a listener because he sucks. <laughs> um, it's fine. He doesn't listen. Um, he loves hockey. He loves The Simpsons. And his birthday is oh. November 13th. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Well, happy. If he loves The Simpsons, why isn't he listening? Oh, you know why. We have the perfect Simpsons podcast. There's no other better one. I don't think there's any other Simpsons podcasts, actually. Why don't you listen? Uh, Because I'm in it, so Uh I reserve the right to not listen to (laughs) any of my content. I listen to it. I forgot to say hello to Ethan. I know. I was mad at you, but I didn't bring it up. Why didn't you bring it up? All right, so a few other things... um, this episode actually aired during the 1994-1995 NHL player strike, which I kind of forgot about. Um, and I was there like, was a player strike? There was. It went almost the entire... Actually, it did go the whole year, if I remember correctly. I'm sorry. I was too busy. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, Rich is right. I think it was like a year and a half. Or no, that was the one that was later. Because I think 94-95, they just shortened the season because that's when the Devils won, and everyone was like, oh, well, they won, but it was only half a season. And then the year and a half one, I think, was uh, the year after the Lightning won is when I think that happened. But I totally missed what just happened there. I said, I'm no, sorry. You don't have to. I was too busy partying. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so a few other things here. Um, 
thought this was kind of interesting. To better familiarize himself with the sport, director Bob Anderson ordered a batch of VHS highlight tapes and watched the NHL playoffs for the first time. Do you know what a VHS is? <laughs> yes, yes I, know. I know what a VHS is. Well, I don't know. So he also made several trips to scout youth hockey games, taking notes on how players looked, stick handling, and shooting. Yes. Was he like your friend with a notebook? With a notebook, yes. And then he pulls out a baby notebook and starts writing. All right, we don't have time to go into that. (laughs) So in the original draft of the episode, Mike Scully had written cameos for Bobby Orr and Wayne Gretzky. But he explained that they ended up falling out of the story because he had such a good story with the family. I know who those people are. So Wayne Gretzky did eventually end up appearing in season 28 episode, The Nightmare After Christmas, uh, becoming the first hockey player to guest on the show. Um, ESPN.com named this episode the fifth best sports moment in the history of the show. Was the ESPN Ocho? <laughs> no. <laughs> um, in this episode, it is the first time that we see Eddie and Lou, the police officers, without their uniforms. A lot of the people that were involved in the episode, uh, one day the entire crew went to Pickwick Ice during an extended lunch break so they could skate and get the idea of what skating was like uh, to kind of help with this. Our buddy Snake appears in this episode, mm-hmm. um, the jailbird. Mm-hmm. So his prisoner number is 7F20. That is the code of the episode in which he first appeared. Huh. So now you always ask, why do we say the codes? There you go. There's a reason. One small thing in one episode. <laughs> right. Um, so, actually, we'll talk about Snake when we get into the episode. Okay. And then the last thing I wanted to mention was uh, Lisa playing goalie um, actually comes just a, a year after uh, Lightning goaltender Manon Rayum and her appearance as a goalie for the Tampa Bay Lightning. She was the first woman to play in a National Hockey League game. Now, um, the Mighty Ducks, did they have a girl goaltender too? I don't remember. A backup goaltender, right? No, you're thinking of Julie the Cat. But wasn't she a backup goaltender? Well... No, she she actually was better. Than, well, she was better than Goldberg, but Goldberg played for some reason. But they, she did face Gunnar Stahl on the last shot of the penalty shot, and he was fancy, which she anticipated, and he went glove, and she made a glove save on him to win the uh, whatever weird tournament Team USA was in. Wasn't that the one where they played the hockey uh, powerhouse of Iceland? Yeah, <laughs> Iceland, known for their, their hockey. Yes. And it's actually green in Iceland, and Greenland is pretty icy. Yep. I don't know if you knew that. Yep, there you go. So yeah, you can hear more about that on Rich's podcast about the Mighty Ducks. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say Rich's podcast on Iceland. <laughs> we are actually sponsored by Masterclass. <laughs> <laughs> and he didn't even start it yet. Unbelievable. <laughs> They're sponsored by Masterclass and the Kardashians. <laughs> All right. Okay, so let's get into this here. We've waited long enough. Our apologies. I know this took a little bit longer than normal. But so let's talk about Act 1. So in Act 1, brief synopsis, I tried to ask the my two uh, co-hosts here if they would like to read the act to synopsises, and they both resoundly said, no, you do it. Oh, I don't remember even saying that. So I did. No, no but you, you were you right do it. there. 
<laughs> All right. So anyways, Act 1, would you like to read one? Because I can just hand you the phone if you'd like to read one. No, you do it. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> All right. Because of impossibly low test scores, Principal Skinner starts to give out academic alerts so the children's parents can understand that they're doing poorly. After the various failing kids receive their alerts, Lisa is called up, surprising everyone. It is then revealed that she is failing Jim. Lisa, terrified, goes to her PE teacher and is told to join a peewee team outside of school. In the meantime, Bart shows that he is excellent at sports, in one match knocking the Gouger's goalie Millhouse down so that he has to be tied to the neck to act as a goalie, which is about as effective as can be expected. Okay, so Act 1. Anything anyone has to add here? So there, there's so many great jokes just right off the bat. So anytime you start with, with any kind of news program on The Simpsons, in this case Action News, it's, it's always classic. And when they go to the weatherman, and <laughs> I believe Homer refers to him as being a professional, and then he, he slowly goes into, or he shortly goes into uh, plugging his stand-up comedy <laughs> with a 75% chance of hilarity. It's just I mean, I like, so good. I like those odds. <laughs> I mean, and the play, the Springfield laugh and brew and burgers and fries. Yes. <laughs> Which is a good name for a comedy. I think Ronnie played there, right? Yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> and let's not uh, forget that um, Action News is the last place an impressionable kid can go to for violence. <laughs> Damn you, Snow! <laughs> oh, my, yeah, Kent Brockman. Oh. Mm-hmm. With him just freaking out because yes. he's trying to make a big deal about it. Yes. And then he's like, so how many deaths have we had so far? And he's like, well, none. none. <laughs> He's like, but it's the potential that we're going to have some. And damn you, Snow. <laughs> of course, the funny thing is when Lisa tricks Bart and he goes out in his pajamas and Jimbo goes, did your mommy buy them for you? And Bart goes, well, of course she did. Who else would <laughs> <laughs> You've won this round, Simpson. <laughs> so backing up a little bit, that prank. Yeah. With the snowball. Yeah. To Bart's head. That was actually based on real life experience of Mike Scully who um what yeah so as a child he loved to sit and listen to the radio waiting to see if there was going to be a a school snow day um and he thought still like to do that yeah right because of this experience there's nothing more disappointing than waking up to a snow day or thinking that you're going to have a snow snow day to only find out there's no snow so brendan you're about the closest because you're still in school obviously yeah what's that like when you're all amped up thinking you're going to get a snow day and then it just doesn't happen it's rarely happened for me. Um, uh, when it has happened, I'm, you know, it's, it's, you know, I kind of don't like it. <laughs> what? Wow. <laughs> Wait, I'm what? very tired. <laughs> I don't know if you know this. I mean, that's a hot take right there. <laughs> what don't you like? Not having a snow day? Oh. Having a snow day? I'm I, very confused. I'm not fully in it right now. <laughs> okay, I'm just going to move on then. Please well, do. Well, I'll tell you, I had a snow day last year, and I made mimosas. <laughs> so. Now, Rich, you work, in a, you work at a college. Oh, to, the, to the snow day thing? Yep. 
Brendan, you are absolutely spoiled because when I was a kid, put on my old man hat here, <laughs> we, we didn't have the internet, or we didn't have a lot of internet, so we would have to turn on the TV at like 6 in the morning, and they would have the cancellations on the bottom of the screen scrolling across, and they'd be in alphabetical order, and you'd have to look and see if your school was canceled. So you, when it wasn't, you would see all these other schools that were canceled, <laughs> and then it would skip past whatever letter your school started with, and you would think like, damn, my parents, why don't they live in this area where school is canceled? This is ridiculous. Well, Rich, I'll do you one better. When I was younger, we had to do the radio. Uh, I'll do you one better. When I was younger, we didn't have internet, and my grandma refused to turn on the radio, so sometimes I'd be at the bus stop, (laughs) bundled up, and I'd be like, why isn't the bus coming? And one of my friends lived down the street, and his mom would come out and be like, honey, you don't have school. (laughs) What are you doing? And I'd be like, we didn't listen to the radio. So then I'd have to walk a block back to my house. I was envisioning like a Simpson scene where someone like driving by and like, hey, idiot, school's closed. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't have to have any of these problems because I have Twitter. And Twitter tells me if you have Twitter, but yet we don't have Twitter. Correct. It's true. Huh. Yes, because remember when we started, and Brendan's like, I'll take care of the Twitter for we, us? We don't talk about Twitter. Even Dean's disappointed All right. in you. I'm sorry, moving on. Rich, you got some other stuff there from Act 1? Yeah, so I love the the joke with the Newton. Yes. <laughs> I was just going to bring that up. <laughs> yeah, I don't... Like, I guess I wasn't really... I, I didn't really understand the reference when I first saw it when I was a kid. I wasn't old enough to be someone who would have a newton but knowing enough about the poor technology that apple put out at that time with the newton and how it just completely sucked but then just the fact that the the message is to beat up martin and it doesn't work and it ends up being eat up martha i believe yes yes when they chuck it across the room it happens to just hit martin (laughs) So I guess they did remember to beat up Martin, which is great. So beat up Martin, eat up Martha. That's an autocorrect, and my I'm always guilty of sending autocorrects. That's true. To almost everyone I know. Yep. Once I sent one to Patrick. I don't remember what it was, but I kept trying to type out the word I meant, and it kept autocorrecting to the other word, and Patrick's like, are you okay? (laughs) Do I need to call an ambulance? Or when you contact me about starting a bonfire. Yep, I, yep, that's That's what what came came to mind. Foe, fie. Also, one of my favorite Simpsons quotes, me fail English? That's, that's impossible. Yep, that's classic. I mean, that that's probably like one of the top ten. Ralph Wiggum has some of the best Simpsons. <laughs> I won. I won. <laughs> no, Ralph, you're failing English. <laughs> oh, um, one thing I wanted to mention. I don't know why I found this so funny, but when before they do that whole um, assembly, when Principal Skinner comes on and he's like, "Attention, hey, this is Principal Skinner, your principal." With an important message from the principal's office. 
the Butthead Auditorium. <laughs> no, the Butthead Memorial yes. Auditorium. I'm sorry. I regret letting the kids uh, name that. <laughs> but real quick, uh, going back to what Rich was saying about the Newton, um, I found out that apparently um, that whole beat up Martin, eat up Martha, it became internal company code for Apple. My what? God. So, yes. Uh, so, when they were working on the iPhone, they were really concerned about the keyboard and making sure that the touchpad was registering okay. So, they didn't have the same problems as the Newton. So, they would refer to that as Eat Up Martha. And whenever someone around the offices would say Eat Up Martha, they knew what it was in reference to that it was in reference to the keyboard with or the iPhone. Blatant cannibalism. Possibly. The, I wasn't thinking exactly that. <gasps> this is a family podcast, and you can see yourself out. <laughs> um, oh, Lisa finding out that she's failing Jim, and just her reaction, just, that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard, that she can't make the paper in the garbage can. I will say this, Lisa is me at volleyball. Yes, why don't you talk us about that? Um, she stood there and let the ball hit her in the head. And as everyone knows, when it comes to sports, balls hit me in the head literally all the time. Like, I got a concussion, and this isn't a joke. Like, and this is a cautionary tale <laughs> about playing volleyball in gym class. I got a concussion because one of the girls on the opposite team was real mean and didn't like yours truly, and she hit the ball with her fist or something as hard as she could and conked me right here on my head. Oh, you can't see it. Rich can see it. It conked me right here on my head, and I fell, and the gym teacher's like, he blew his whistle. He's like, Scroop, are you Okay. And I didn't respond. Did he say good, nice hustle? And and he's like, ugh, can someone check on her? Like, And he was disgusted because of my concussion. I had to go to the nurse. And the nurse is like, how many fingers am I holding up? And um, then I almost puked. And then she's like, I wonder if we should send you to like the emergency room. And I'm like, I'm 16. Can I even go by myself? That was... So here's my the most important question of that entire story. Did they have more than one ball? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, they did. Because if not, I'm sorry, children, there will not be a team this year. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, they were all real concerned about my well-being. And then I wrote an editorial piece for the school newspaper... A scathing oh editorial piece about why gym shouldn't be a required class. And then the gym teacher got real mad at me. <laughs> was and it published? Yeah. Of, yes, it was. What, what kind of bum do you think I am? Of course it was published. And then the gym teacher got real mad at me. And he, like, called me out on it. I don't think that's, like, proper looking back but like he called me out on it and i'm like well well i and he's like what do you mean it shouldn't be required (laughs) and i'm like i got a concussion from a volleyball that the class was overseen by you Hmm. and then he had dodgeball and people were like pelting me with balls that's what happens in dodgeball (laughs) yeah 
But like, I think he had something to do with it because he didn't make them say, even when I was out, they were still like throwing stuff at me. And Wait, like, so you're saying your gym teacher put a hit out on you? Yes. And I was like crying. And then I faked having a stomach ache and I made myself throw up on the gym floor. And then I went to the nurse's office and was crying because the gym teacher was real mean to me. And I told her what happened. And then... I didn't have to take gym for the rest of the year, and I got put in a study hall because the nurse was like, this isn't right. And then that gym teacher got transferred to LaSalle High School. Hello, therapist. I I was just saying, like, we need a theme for hello, therapist. Like, someone singing those words (laughs) that we can put in front of whenever Corey starts talking about stuff like this so that they know what's about to happen. And that's my volleyball story. All right. Thank you I for you that. I I did profusely. <laughs> You're welcome. All right. So we still have a lot to get through in Act One here. So. I also know a kid who failed gym be, and became a super senior because of it. Yes. And, yeah. And now Brendan plays magic cards with him. I do, actually. That's a true story, Rich. <laughs> All right. Okay, keep going. Okay. I'm sorry. <laughs> sorry. Jeez. Um, Rich, turn it over to you. <laughs> <laughs> Act one. <laughs> Trying to get this back on Rich track again. Rich is a good again. guy at sports. <laughs> <sighs> oh so he gets to sit up front? Yes, he gets to sit up front in Bud's car because he's a good guy at sports. <laughs> so you'll, if I'm moving past, I don't know the act structure here, but as far as the actual, some of the, the hockey stuff that I found interesting, mm-hmm. um, I love the way that Milhouse's glasses are over yes. the hockey mask. <laughs> yes. And what, something I noticed that I had never noticed before, when he is tied to the net and there's that pile up in the corner and the puck is just kind of trickling down, mm-hmm. there's one point where the puck is, I think, looks like about center ice and it's just slowly moving down and you, you see the referee and he... He uh, moves his hands to the side to say that the play is onside. Oh, wow. Just moving down <laughs> I missed that. Himself, which, which I thought was really funny. Um, and then the other thing I, I just wanted to point out is Apu has one hell of a slap shot. <laughs> right? <laughs> Heads up, little girl. <laughs> he, yeah, he just starts letting him rip at least. And I'm just thinking, where did Apu learn to play hockey so well? He's just crushing those things at her. It's amazing. Yep. It's really nice form, too. <laughs> uh, going off of what you said about the hockey, too, like I thought the animation of it was fantastic. Like that, They show that one shot of Bart coming down and stick handling. Mm-hmm. And it was just like, I thought the attention to detail was just kind of amazing like you don't normally see that like i mean first off like in most shows you don't really get much mention of hockey and when you do it's like just kind of like thrown off to the side and stuff but they really did a good job with the attention to detail so i guess all the research they did ahead of time and things like that i guess really really helped them out so because i thought it looked really really good but that, it's, it's interesting because I, I agree with all that but then it's there's also there's always just like little things yeah like, why so you said that the writers and creators like they went as far as someone went to youth hockey games yes and like they want that much detail but then the posts are silver or gray instead of just being 
like for the net. It's not red. It's gray. Uh huh. And it's like you went to that much detail, but like something as simple as having something be red versus gray is <laughs> right. I just thought that was weird. Well, I I know a lot of times we've had this discussion before that sometimes when because obviously everything gets in animated in Korea. And at least it did then. I'm not sure if it still does. I'm pretty sure it still does. But So they said sometimes things get kind of lost in translation, you know, as far as that. So that might be an example of that. And then a lot of times, like, after the fact, they're just like, well, what do we do? Like, it's done. So there's really nothing we can do about it. But, um, but no, there's definitely something I want to nitpick in the third act, but I'm going to hold off on that for now. Um, and I'm sure you know exactly what I'm talking about. I think so. Um, but yeah, right towards the end there. So um, just a few other things here. Um, just, yeah, like you mentioned, Rich, uh, Millhouse being tied to the to the net. And, you know, the reason why that happens, Bark takes that slap shot, hits him in the head, and Apu just comes out. And he's like, our goalie can't stand up. Hey, get some rope. <laughs> they just tie him up. So um, I found out that this was a... Um, inspired by stories that Mike Scully had heard about Springfield Indians owner Eddie Shore, and he used to tie his players to the post, trying to teach his goalies to stay in the crease. (laughs) All right. So, yeah. And then, of course, I mean, we saw that in the Mighty Ducks as well. I was going to say, it was that inspired by the the Mighty Ducks also inspired by that story? uh, No, because Mighty Ducks would have been first before this i know before this but that story oh probably probably yeah i'm not exactly sure but yeah probably the um the banners outside of the um peewee complexes building unrealistic hopes since 1966 (laughs) yes oh and then of course when uh the puck is going down as you were mentioning rich uh apu's saying defense defense come on you call that blowing And uh, can we talk a little bit about uh, Homer? <laughs> like, Homer's not... I mean, we've said this before, that, you know, obviously Homer's not necessarily the best dad and uh, husband, but he really takes the cake in this episode. Yeah. Like, pitting the kids against each other, stealing Bart's turtle, Aww. <laughs> and returning him. With, like, with rants. <laughs> yes. And he's like, you won the game, so here's your turtle back. <laughs> Alive is promised, I think he said. Yes. I love too when when Marge comes up to him and says that Lisa's feeling a little down in the dumps and that maybe she needs a little special attention and she can ride up front. Yep. And Homer just kind of looks over at Bart and he just shakes his head and Homer just shrugs. So, no, not going to happen. He's like, well, I tried. <laughs> oh. But And then also in the before Bart goes to his game... And Homer makes a joke out of it at first, and he says, if you lie, I'll kill you. <laughs> and then everybody starts laughing, and then he just turns a Bart and just... <laughs> but yeah, go ahead, Rich. I also love that Marge, on a couple of different occasions, brings him 44-ounce beers at his child's... Yes. <laughs> right? And it's called Big Lush. Yes, it is. <laughs> So just a um, last few things I wanted to talk about with Act One is, um, Rich, you mentioned when Apu is firing those slap shots at Lisa, and the second save she makes when she deflects the puck back, and off screen you just hear that horrible crunching sound 
when it hits Millhouse, <laughs> and he just says, "Oh, my teeth." <laughs> Why are poor Millhouse's glasses broke? <laughs> He's playing goalie. Well, I mean, I feel like with everything that's flying at him, his glasses should have been broke by then. Yeah, that's true. And then, of course, Apu's great um, coaching where he tells, uh, that's it, Millhouse, keep up the chatter. (laughs) (laughs) So, all right, anything else for Act 1? No, I'm good. I'm also good. All right, so moving on into Act 2. After a sequence of failed attempts at sports, Lisa finally joins the Gougers, which is sponsored by Apu, which is also Bart's rival team. Turning out to be a far superior goalie, Lisa helps turn the team around and Homer starts paying more attention to her. Bart's troubled about the lack of attention and this is not improved when Marge tries to hang out with him. After Lisa excels at both sports and school, Bart thinks that he might become a scholar. But this doesn't work out and after class, Nelson and the bully trio confront Bart and prepare to bully him, beating him up, accusing him of wasting Mrs. Kerbopel's valuable time. <laughs> He is inadvertently saved by Lisa, who scares off the bullies, and instead of being grateful, he accuses her of stealing Homer's affections away from him. This leads to a rivalry rivalry between the entire family, which Marge is less than pleased about, having tried to keep the peace with them and Homer. So, alright. Act 2. Again, some really good stuff here. <laughs> Honestly, if the Bible has taught us nothing else... And it hasn't. It's that girls should stick to girls' sports. Like? Oh, I didn't write oh, it down. hot oil wrestling, foxy <laughs> boxing, and such and such. Oh. oh. Foxy boxing, I like it. <laughs> so, um, yeah, and then, of course, Marge in the kitchen, when she's trying to tell everybody how dangerous it is, and she's not sure if Lisa should play, and she just pulls out Millhouse's teeth. Yes! Just look at Millhouse's teeth. Okay. And then it comes, th- that joke comes back. Yes, can I? The, <laughs> go ahead, save it. Oh, just Milhouse with his parents and a doctor knocking on the door. And he says, can I have my teeth back? No, he says, do you still have my teeth? Listen. And March goes, no. <laughs> Listen, right. some people collect teeth. My grandma collected teeth. Why? Baby teeth. <laughs> Why? Because of... Okay, listen. When I say it out loud, it does sound weird. (laughs) But in my head, it makes sense. All right. You're saying your mom doesn't have, like, pill bottles of you and Rich's teeth somewhere in her house? I hope not. Rich, would you like to field this? (laughs) Rich? Pill bottles of teeth? I used to keep all my teeth for some reason. (laughs) See? There you go. He's not a serial killer either, so I rest my case. I do not have them any longer, but there was a point where I had some of my baby teeth. I don't know why I had them, but I had them. Well, I had the ones that, because I had like several teeth pulled because I had crowding in my mouth. So I had several teeth pulled, and I kept those because I remember they gave them to me in like a little display box. They still do that? No, that's no. that's against a bunch of OSHA regulations. Can't do that anymore. Like baby teeth, baby teeth. We sometimes we give them to the kids and be like, "Here, tooth, For the fairy. tooth fairy," and their parents are like, "Do you know how much a tooth fairy is expected to give now?" <laughs> it's a lot, right? It's kind of outrageous, but like, 
Um, some adults actually ask for their teeth and we're like, we can't do that. That's hmm. a violation because blood and right. like baby teeth are like, yoink. Yeah. They're clean. There are no roots. Right. Adult teeth have roots. Right. Okay. What adult wants their own teeth? I don't know. Crazy people. <laughs> Oh boy! No offense if you have your own teeth. So Brendan, you brought it up um, already about um, Lisa with Monster Island. Yeah, want to bring that up again because that happened here. Oh my god! Um, yeah, I still think about that imagination sequence. Like, and I haven't watched this episode in years, and just, just Lisa becoming the. Uh, uh, the president of the United States, and then well, president elect, because it's at the inauguration. Yeah, becoming. That's yes. what I said. Okay, all right. I'm sorry. Um, and at the inauguration, someone comes up and says, "Wait, she got an F in her second grade gym class." Which, by the way, I love his hat. Yeah, that it's the <laughs> press hat, press. but it's like it's uh, electronic. Yeah, and they tell her that she's going to Monster Island, but don't worry, that's just a name because it's actually Monster Peninsula. That was the best. <laughs> oh my because, god, yep, it's so good. She gets there and she's being chased by monsters, and she says, "They told me it was just a name." What he actually meant was it's actually a peninsula. Oh, just great. That is just phenomenal. (laughs) Oh. What? What if that happens on January 20th? And then he has to be sent to Monster Peninsula. (laughs) Biden's going to Monster Peninsula because he failed uh, second grade phys ed. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, if that's what we're going to hold people accountable for these days. (laughs) Yeah. Got bigger problems. I think um, Biden definitely passed Jim. <laughs> he would come out and wrestle him to see who would be the president if he could have. I, I would like to see that, actually. <laughs> um, One of my favorite things was what Marge said to Lisa after the game, which is something I would say to any of the kids if they ever did anything athletic. When she went by blocking the net, I think you really helped your team. (laughs) (laughs) I do love that they showed the progression of Lisa, too. Like, at first, she's really having a hard time, and of course, Homer and Bart are just ridiculing her and just laughing at her. And then, you know, she eventually gets better. And I do have to say that I love insane Lisa. Like when she it just kicks in, and all of a sudden now she's like she's ready to be a competitor, and she's just screaming at everybody, and you know, yeah. telling to hack the bone. <laughs> <laughs> I put. She turns in, so she has the eye of the tiger and the mouth of the team. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and in my notes, I put Jesus, Lisa. <laughs> Uh, but I, I have to go back just to, I think, probably the best Uter. Oh, oh my god, yes. In the entire series. Yes. Him just running in those little tiny whiteies <laughs> and Homer running behind him with the towel and just snapping it. 
Oh. Well, and plus two, like right before that, Homer goes into the locker room to basically tell everyone that they shouldn't be picking on Lisa. And then he points to Uter and he's like, that kid's got bosoms. <laughs> Just starts chasing him. And of course, Brendan, what does Uter say? I don't know. Do you remember? Don't make me run? No. I'm full of chocolate. Oh. <laughs> oh, boy. But no, you're right. That scene is just, oh my god, so funny. So I did see some some people were talking online about this episode, and they were having issues with girls being in the locker room. And I just remember growing up playing, I think there was one girl that played in our league. But Rich, didn't you play? Wasn't there a girl on one of your teams or something? Or do I, am I having that, or am I hearing that wrong? No, so there was... There was a, a girl who was really good. I, she went on, played Division One at, I think, an Ivy League school. But she was in our league, but she was never on my team. But I, I do – I'm in a, a beer league now, and we there's a goalie who's uh, a female, and she just kind of has her own locker room, and she doesn't obviously get dressed with – Right. With the rest of the guys that play. So, yeah, that that is a good point. Like, you wouldn't – the Lisa would have her own locker room. She wouldn't be getting dressed with everyone else. Yeah, but I was going to say, too, that with that scene, like, everyone's already fully dressed. So that would have been what would have happened. Like, you know, everyone's dressed, Lisa's dressed. Now she's coming in right before the game's about to start. Like, that's, I think, normally how it's done. Uter was not fully dressed. That's yeah, I was going to say, Uter is walking around in his tiny whitey. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Forgot about Uter. <laughs> um, now, Rich, I don't know if you noticed this, but with the animation you were talking about with the hockey, it seemed like every time they were showing the animation, it was the same two jerseys every time. So, like, every time Lisa's team was playing someone, they were blue and white. <laughs> so I was like, Wait, because then, like, you know, obviously at the end of this act, we have the whole reveal that Lisa's team's playing Bart's team. And I remember watching it and being like, but Bart's team is blue, red, and white, and, like, every time Lisa's playing, she's playing a team that's blue, red, and white. So I'm like, do they all just share jerseys? (laughs) Or, like, what's happening here, you know? maybe they all have the same away jersey and all have the same home jersey. I I mean, I guess it's possible. But, no, I just thought that was a little weird, um when I was kind of watching it and seeing that. And now um, the celebration after Lisa's team's wins, you know, when she oh finally... But, yeah, when they finally... When Lisa finally... It, it all makes sense to her, and they win and everything, and they're having a celebration at what I'm assuming is Apu's apartment? Yes. Something like that. Why is Bart there? <laughs> Bart's there, and I didn't realize that Jimbo was on the team. Yes. But I didn't realize that before, and I saw it, and I'm like, "Was is Jimbo even on the team? Is he there?" <laughs> and then the next scene, like he's on the team, I'm like, "Oh, yeah," because Lisa corrected. yells at him yeah. to knock yeah. someone over mm-hmm. or something like that. But, but yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, I mean, I understand Bart's her sister, so I don't know. Maybe the parents Bart's dropped her them. Brother, or, yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, so maybe the parents dropped them off together or something. But I thought it was weird that Bart was there. Bart's her brother, and. Uh, it's a lucky coincidence that he happens to be his sister's brother. Yes, that is true. <laughs> um, I have to talk about, in this act, the uh, montage of Bart in school. 
when Milhouse, because it's at the end of that scene where he's like, so if Lisa's better than you at sports, maybe you'll be better than her at school. And maybe I will, Milhouse. Maybe I will. So I'm just going to leave that open. Go with it where you'd like. He's raising his hand to every question. And then Kerbapple finally says, put your hand down. You haven't had one right answer all day. (laughs) (laughs) And I love that little background music they're playing when they're showing the montage. Yeah. It's just, it's wonderful. (laughs) And then, of course, as we mentioned before, the bullies don't appreciate him wasting her valuable time. Wasting her valuable time. That's nice of them. And they really pummeled him. (laughs) I mean, (laughs) it is nice of them, though, thinking of Krabappel. Right. And then after that, of course, uh, when Lisa saves him, Skinner and Krabappel are laughing at him. I mean... (laughs) And then Skinner says, Mother hardly... Mother fight for me anymore. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And then, yeah, so then afterwards, when we get back to the Simpsons house, and Homer mentions uh, Bart's trying to talk to him, and he's like, oh, well, Lisa and I are going out for gelato. We'd ask you to come, but, you know... (laughs) I like how Homer opens the door before that, and he's like, do you want to sit up here, little buddy? And Bart's like, okay. And he's like, no, no, my little girl buddy. (laughs) Oh, yeah, with the car, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, And then what about uh, Marge's attempts at playing sports? Oh, my God. Where they could go play the basketball. Yeah, that's nice. She could be Harvey. She's, she's no, she's no Harvey, Harvey Globetrotter. Globetrotter. But watch out for the shack attack. <laughs> oh. oh, that's nice. I said, what if watch I did that out. With you? What if I did that with you? No, we could. No. Oh. <laughs> oh, this was disturbing. When Homer's realizing how good Lisa is, and when they're watching the game, and he turns and he goes to Bart and think of all the time I wasted on you. <laughs> yeah. And he says, well, not wasted. Uh, I love you. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Just dad of the year. Dad of the year. Oh, yeah. Oh, and Bart with Mr. Honeybunny. But Bart, that's your cherished childhood toy. <laughs> Mr. Honeybunny, no! <laughs> oh, Mr. Honeybunny. <laughs> So let me ask you this, Corey. Do you, uh-huh. I don't know if you know this or not. What? Is that where the character from Pulp Fiction was based on? I don't think so. No? Okay. I don't we'll think so. We'll have to look so. into that. We'll have to see. More on that later. Um, so, Rich, I, I feel like you and I got along pretty well as we were kids. There's about a seven-year age difference between us, so we never really had to be in direct competition for our parents' love. But... Um, can you think of any times where we might have had an instance of, I'm going to go like this, and if you get hit, it's your own fault? <laughs> like, I don't think we really had anything like that, but um, I'm going to see if maybe you can think of anything. I don't think we ever did it, seriously. Like, I'm almost positive we would do it all the time just to reference that episode, and I just, that moment is so great, and the animation is just so classic. The way that Bart is just windmilling his arms, yeah. and he's just alternating the kicks, just, <laughs> and then it, of course, just segues into Homer with the pie, oh. and he nails his head on the stove and just oh. says, 
I'm just going to go for it and eat the pie. <laughs> I will say that. I've done that with pie. And I've nailed my head on the stove. Oh, my God. Oh my God. <laughs> what? I have no idea why you're shocked at that either. <laughs> did you say, I'm going to go like this? Yes, and I did. you get eaten. It's yes. your own fault. Yeah, I sure did. But we all know who your parents' favorite is. Yes. I mean, clearly. <laughs> She's pointing to Rich. <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but... And people can't see me but Rich, but... I mean, I wouldn't blame them if that's true. <laughs> he's but, shaking his head no, yeah, he, he's, he's, uh, he's not saying anything. So. <laughs> he's like, maybe I am. <laughs> but that whole scene with uh, Barton, or, yeah, Barton Lisa, apparently that was based on a real-life experience uh, that David S. Cohen and his sister would do. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, I don't know if it was to that level, but it was something similar to that. And the thing I loved about that, not only the animation, but Bart with a... uh, 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 uh. (laughs) And Lisa. (laughs) (laughs) And then when they're downstairs hearing their screams. Yes. Like, oh my God, it was just great. So, and then of course, probably my favorite scene of this entire episode is when Marge comes upstairs and tells them that they are not in direct competition for each other. And then she's and then flicking the lights, and Bart's like, Mom, cut it out. That's really annoying. <laughs> and then, of course, Homer comes up and says the classic line. Yep. Hey, guess what? Apu just called. This Friday, Lisa's team's playing Bart's team. You're in direct competition. And don't go easy on each other because you're brother and sister. I want to see you both fighting for your parents' love. Fight, 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 fight. <laughs> oh. Just absolutely incredible. And... But once again, we see Homer completely contradicting everything Marge is trying to do with being a good parent, and Homer just is not having any of it. But anything else for Act 2? There was a lot there. No. I got nothing. All right. So let's get into our final act here. So when Lisa and Bart play each other, Homer tries to get Marge to choose a side, not taking into account Maggie, who actually saves Homer from a flying beer bottle. (laughs) She refuses and tells him that she loves all three of their kids regardless. Marge proceeds to reprimand Homer for escalating the rivalry and telling him off. Now bitterly disappointed she is in him for it. The game gets down to the wire with the stadium split between Bart fans and Lisa fans, while Marge is the only one maintaining neutrality. However, when Bart is chosen to take the penalty shot against Lisa, the goalie, they both reminisce about how they helped each other as younger kids. Lisa and Bart throw their hockey gear on the ice and hug. Homer then remarks that they're both losers, and the stadium erupts into a riot, of course. Marge is proud of Bart and Lisa, and even Snake is touched, but of course he elects to join the riot as the stadium is torn apart. Alright, so here we go, the last act here. Anything that anyone would like to mention? Grandpa Simpson reeks of gin. No. Hey, that's obsession for mine. (laughs) Oh. Crusty with the singing the national anthem and just completely <laughs> botching it and just, oh, I shouldn't have turned down those cue cards. <laughs> so, yeah, I was wondering, too, like, if that, I'm assuming that was probably them parodying the whole Roseanne Barr thing. I think so. When she tried to do it and did it terribly. Yeah. But, but she didn't forget the words, at least. <laughs> she just wasn't good. <laughs> yes. But yeah, that was just absolutely fantastic, and only Krusty can deliver lines like that. 
So when Mo walks in and Marge is all ticked off and she goes, you caught me at a real bad time, Mo. That reminded me of myself at dinner tonight. No. Going, <laughs> I'm not in the mood for this stupid argument. Yep, that happened. <laughs> but yeah, because she can't deal with it because she's too tense to pretend she yeah. likes him. Yeah. And he calls her Blanche. Once, and another time he calls her he Midge. He called her Midge. <laughs> Midge, maybe, but Blanche? That's an entirely different letter. <laughs> but they're going to take his thumbs. Because <laughs> he's 64 grand in the hole. Oh my god. Alright, but let's talk a little bit about the problematic uh, situation with Wiggum. With the prisoners. <laughs> so... I'm going to let you out to watch the game, but only if you promise to return to your cells. Sorry, pig, we can't make that promise. All right, sweeten the deal. <laughs> you can go to the game. You don't have to come back, but you have to promise not to commit any more crimes. No. Eh, I'll take that as a yes. <laughs> oh my God. That's effective policing. That's effective, huh? I mean... <laughs> I mean, maybe... I love about this, and I, I never had thought about it until I just rewatched it. The prisoners go to the game. They do. Yes, That's they right. Do. <laughs> so they're there at the end. And also, Snake pulls out the crowbar. Yes. <laughs> which leads me to believe he not only went up to the game, but he brought a crowbar with him. <laughs> I also want to mention that, too, that for that game, that place is packed packed like there's nothing better going on in that town other than a youth hockey game and these people are super invested in it <laughs> they sure are like people who don't even have kids in the game are super invested in this game they sure are so i don't know maybe rich maybe they were bused to the game and then they left I don't know. <laughs> more of the taxpayers money <laughs> it's it's funny because the joke is always that the simpsons predicts the future and everything and this is so spot on with the people betting on peewee hockey because there's been all these instances where they have huge amounts of money being bet on youth football games a lot of it going on in california involving like gangs and stuff like that Uh where like hundreds of thousands of dollars are being bet on youth football like 10 year olds playing football against each other so that's insanity Yeah, so again, Simpsons predicting things that actually happen in real life. There you go. So now, uh, do um, weirdos show up at their houses to check on things that might interest the gambling community? <laughs> I guess whoever the uh, the California gang equivalent of Mo is. <laughs> so ten-year-old. Ten-year-old running back's house, and while he's having dinner with his family, right? Um, so everyone knows that I kind of like uh, things that are completely just ridiculous. So one of the things that I really loved is at the dinner table when they're doing the condiments, and uh, Homer asks for the ketchup, and Bart shoots the ketchup at him, and Lisa saves it, and then um, Bart shoots the mustard, and then Homer catches it. And he's like, I asked for the ketchup. I'm eating salad here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But he still continues to put the mustard on it anyway, so, <laughs> so uh, I don't know what that says. You. 
Um, did you guys see the sign at the hockey arena? No. Rich, did you see it? I don't think I caught it. Okay. So it says, tonight, champ- championship hockey, tomorrow. Entertain yourselves, damn it. <laughs> <laughs> And of course, like the Simpsons is known for that, like those little things that you see on signs and stuff like that. So yeah, um, I just thought that Lisa wearing uh, the rabbit's head. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. yeah, around her neck. That's yeah. harsh. <laughs> like she's come to play. Yeah. <laughs> also, they don't sell beer at like youth hockey youth games. Hockey games. <laughs> Do they? I maybe I see why not. Maybe Rich, I don't know. Maybe at a tournament. Well, the the rink that we grew up playing at, you could get beer in the snack bar. That's true. Couldn't take it out of the snack yeah, bar. Yeah, you couldn't take it out. And that, I, and the one rink actually, the snack bar looked out onto the rink, so you didn't have to leave. <laughs> when I used to go and watch you play hockey for your Jesus League, they didn't have beer there, and I'm like, what the hell is this crap? Yeah. I mean, listen. I actually um, swore at one of your Jesus League games, and I said, Jesus Christ. And the two old men next to me looked over at me like, (laughs) blasphemous, and I said, Jesus Christ, please help them score a goal. And they were like, oh, okay. (laughs) So what Corey is referring to is a few years ago, I played in a Christian hockey league. Um, Yeah, cross-checking for Christ. That's what it was being referred to, cross-checking for Christ. And um, basically, I played in the league because I had a friend who mentioned it to me and actually had a lot of fun in the league. I'm not like super uh, Christian or anything, but obviously do have some beliefs and everything. But was just playing to have a good time, and it was inexpensive. It was on Saturday nights, so it just kind of checked all the box, but boxes. But it was a good time. But yes, Corey had some fun uh, with that league every now and I, then. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say I had fun. I mean, I went and I watched, and sometimes I lost track of who you were. <laughs> And I'm cheering for this one guy because he was kind of built like you. And I'm like, oh, damn, that's not him. (laughs) (laughs) That's the wrong guy. And mind you, we were married at this time. So (laughs) me cheering for the wrong guy, I don't know what that says. Yeah, don't know. Um, But yeah, you you were in like... A championship playoff for I don't know something. And, God. and there were two old guys next to me and they were very nice and we had a lovely conversation, but then like some kid did something and I went, Jesus Christ and they both looked at me like shocked and I'm like, Jesus Christ, please let them score a goal. <laughs> And they went, oh, okay, yes. That sounds like a Simpsons joke. It sure does. That sounds like a Simpsons joke. Amen. Corey's going to be writing on the next season. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder how much I'd make. I mean, continue. All right. um, So, again, I'm going to bring up Homer uh, basically doing the wrong thing. He's trying to convince Marge to pick a favorite child. And, you know, his comments to her that uh, admit it, you like Lisa best. No. Oh, you're a Bart girl, are you? <laughs> then... You can't possibly like Maggie best. What has she ever done for anyone? <laughs> Nothing for nobody. <laughs> and then she saves him from the the beer. 
So that's another thing too. Is there like a guy like handing out beer in the concession stand? <laughs> like, do, do they have uh, concessions going through the crowd or something? I mean, I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> I don't know, but that didn't look like a beer bottle to me. It looked like a. It wasn't ketchup a beer bottle. bottle. It was a beer bottle. It, it had it said Duff on it. I wait. What are you talking about? Big Lush? No, no, no. no. When, when he makes that comment about Maggie not doing anything for anyone. Uh-huh. She jumps up and grabs a beer bottle that's about to hit Homer in the Was head. Was that a beer bottle? It looked I like agree. a ketchup bottle. Yeah. Rich, you have thoughts on that? I know the part I didn't pay that much attention. Right. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't think this I was... I guess it's a beer bottle. If it's a Duff bottle, it would also have a red label. Yes, and I, I thought it did. And it was a brown bottle. So why would ketchup be in a brown bottle? Listen, didn't Rich didn't think brown. this. it was going to be this much of a hot button topic. <laughs> He's like, I have all these notes on other things, and you guys are spending all this time talking about a bottle. <laughs> this is why he's starting his own podcast, sponsored by Masterclass. <laughs> all right, Rich, what else you got there for uh, towards the end here? So another thing that I never noticed or thought about was the person who kind of starts the riot is police chief. Yep. Yes. <laughs> yep. Which is just great that the police chief would be the one that that starts the riot. And that's got to be one of my favorite kind of running jokes of The Simpsons is just how easily people just start fighting and Mm -hmm. riots start. Yep, mob mentality. We've talked about it many times. (laughs) Exactly. See, I thought that was great. And at the the very end of the episode, I, I just love, it's just like a little... Little salt on the steak at the end of a great episode, but the fact that the when the credits roll, the it's organ music yes. that you hear at an old hockey game. I just thought that was a, a great touch. It sure was. Oh, so the one I really liked is when everybody's getting all fired up, and Mole Man's walking down the stairs. Oh God! And he trips and falls. So I love that moment because it's really funny, and then everyone in the crowd just starts pointing at him. Yep, but I do have a critique of this mm-hmm. because everyone's you know going crazy and like saying all these things, but you don't hear any laughter. No, no. you see laughter, but you don't hear. You don't hear it. So I wish they would have I put mean, in some laughter. I mean, arenas are very loud. Mm-hmm. That's true, and it was there was a lot going on at that point. Yeah, maybe it was drowned out. That's possible. Um. Oh, so Rich, I wanted to ask you about this. Uh. When Bart gets tripped up and Marge freaking out, he tripped my boy, I demand vengeance. <laughs> so do you remember any times where maybe mom and dad were watching us play and they maybe would have been very upset about something that happened? I, I don't think our parents were really that big of yellers right. that I can remember, but I definitely, every team has one or two dads or moms who are always screaming about stuff yep and it's always that the same person and you can always like when you're playing in the game you can always hear them clear as day and they're definitely louder when their child (laughs) gets checked or cross-checked or slashed and you can always you can always tell exactly whose mom it is which is always very embarrassing for that person but luckily i don't think our parents were really that loud. I would hear our dad every now and then, but he would usually just be saying things of encouragement or something like that. Yeah, or I think he would, it would just be, 
Yeah, I think it would just be like a general statement, like, oh, come on, or something like that, you know? <laughs> but if I can't remember if it was me or you, but at one point, Mom stopped com- coming watching us play because it was making her too nervous. Aww. Oh, no. And I can't remember if it was me or you. Um, it might have been me because I kind of played on the edge. <laughs> Where she just kind of stopped watching me play because she would get nervous that we were going to get hurt or something. Aww. But, so. Um, so let's see. Oh, the the little montage of little baby Bart and baby Lisa. Oh, and he was helping her get cookies. Like, I would love to see more of that. <laughs> That was really It was just very sweet. (laughs) But of course, we see that nice, sweet moment, and then immediately after, there's a riot. Yeah. (laughs) So Simpsons has a tendency to do that, where they show you something really nice and sweet, and then they just flip it completely. Even Snake. Yes. Those kids are so sweet. And then he just pulls out that crowbar, and... I wish they had peewee hockey when I was a lad. (laughs) All right, so before we leave this all behind... Um, obviously I'll ask if anybody has anything else, but I have to talk about how this episode ends with the penalty shot. So Rich, I see you shaking your head there. I'm assuming you have a problem with this as well. Yeah, there's still, there's still time left on the clock. So after the penalty shot, there, there's still time left. The game should have continued. It's just over. There probably isn't enough time to... For anything to happen, and I think four seconds are left. Yep. But the other thing is, if this is a championship game, they're going to overtime. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's not just over as a tie. So that's that's another issue too. So there's kind of two nitpicks in there with the ending. Absolutely. Um, the ending. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually noticed that they were counting down the time during the penalty shot. Which what do you mean? They were, the, for the four seconds, Yes. when the penalty shot was called, they were counting down the four seconds while Bart was taking the penalty shot. Yes. So that was an inaccuracy. Yeah, that's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. so yes, there should have been time left, and they were running the time yeah. when he was taking the shot, where it shouldn't have run. And that's where, yeah, Rich is saying there should have been still four seconds left after that. And also, I I kept thinking, like, overtime? Come on, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not over. And especially with that many people there. Like, you can't just have a tie. And, of course, the people are upset, and that's what starts the riot. They don't want yeah. a tie. They want a winner. <laughs> but as Homer says, they're both losers. <laughs> but actually, Al Jean did respond. Uh, or, I'm sorry, not Al Jean. Mike Scully. Uh, did respond to the issue of the time running out during the penalty shot. And he says that he really regrets that. And he was quoted as saying, that was just one of those last-minute mistakes, and we didn't have time to correct it. I think I said, people won't care. It's going to go by so fast. And it's the one thing I've heard the most from real hockey fans about that episode. It haunts me a little bit, but it's my fault. I really didn't think people would notice. (laughs) (laughs) But yet, here we are, bringing that up as our biggest gripe of this episode. (laughs) I didn't notice. (laughs) Well, that's why he said, like, big hockey fans. So. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then um, I also just wanted to bring up real quick, when Bart and Lisa are skating away, 
kind of reminded me of a certain movie. So I was kind of like thinking Slapshot at that moment. All the chaos behind them, and they're just skating along. <laughs> now, granted, they have all their clothes on, unlike Slapshot, but... <laughs> I thought just... you were going to say, signing off, The Breakfast Club. <laughs> so, I thought you were going to say that figure skating movie with... um. Robbie Benson from the 70s. Oh my gosh. No, I was not going to <laughs> okay. say Okay. Well. But um, right before they're going to the credits, though, the animation of those people fighting in the crowd, and that one guy just keeps getting punched in the face over and over and over again. Yes. <laughs> it's just crazy. Ugh. So, all right. Oh, and then, of course, uh, before the riot starts, before Wiggum mentions what you said, Rich, Mole Man, when he screams out... <laughs> We paid for blood! <laughs> <laughs> and he's still on the ground. Yes. yes. Yeah, he hasn't from gotten up yet. <laughs> so, alright, so anything else anyone wants to mention about either this episode, this act, anything at all? I'm good. Rich, you got anything else there? No, I think, I think that's about it. Okay. I think we covered everything that I, uh, I noted here when I last watched the episode. Excellent. And thank you for uh, having attention to detail like that. We appreciate it. Uh, so before we go here, uh, Brendan, why don't you tell us about the ratings? Oh, yeah. Um, so in its original broadcast, Lisa on Ice finished 34th in the ratings for November 7th to November 13th, 1994, with a Nielsen rating of 11.6. It was the second highest rated show on the Fox Network that week, and there is no mention on what was number one, so we will not talk about it. All right. Great. So there we go. I hate that game. <laughs> All right. So before we go here, of course, uh, we always have our Act 4, where we just quickly talk about things that we are either currently excited about, uh, looking forward to, that may be coming up. So does anybody have anything for Act 4? Um... I got something for it. What do you got? Go for it. Uh, Cobra Kai Season 3 just came out. Uh, I have not talked about Cobra Kai on this podcast yet, but it's so much fun. That show is so much fun. It's a little campy, and it's... But it's the right amount of campy. Yeah, it's the right amount of campy. It's, It's just great. So if you like the Karate Kid movies, or if you didn't and you just want to watch a show, uh, it's on Netflix, all three seasons, go watch Cobra Kai. It's great. Yeah, and I will say too with that, it's way better than it deserves to be. That it has any right to be. <laughs> like when you when I first heard that they were making this series, uh, continuing on with Daniel LaRusso and Johnny uh, Lawrence. Lawrence, thank you. I was like, who's going to want to watch that? Who cares? But it's so, so good. So I would agree with you there. So, All right. Corey, you got anything? I sure do. What do you got? Do you like true crime? Oh, my God. Again? Do you like documentaries? Then I have the show for you. It has everything. <laughs> it's called Murder on Middle Beach. Rich has, Rich has seen it. He kind of didn't remember, but he did see it. Um, and it's so good. It's on HBO. Um, this kid's mother was murdered in Connecticut in the year 2010. Spoiler alert, they lived on a road called Middle Beach Road. Hence, 
murder on Middle Beach. Um, and so it starts off as a school project because he's going to school to become a director, producer, something. And it turns into something completely different. He like really goes all in to find his um, mother's killer. And right now, like it could be anyone. I've had three different suspects and I'm on the third episode. So that's really good. And also if you have CBS All Access, um, this updated miniseries, The Stand, that's amazing and it has a great cast and uh Stephen King has given it his stamp of approval and his son Owen is one of the writers on staff and it's only on its fourth episode so far but it's real good all right and I'm taking a new probiotic but I will spare you all that I told you you were going to bring it up you were like I'm not going to bring this up on the podcast I go you'll find a way I'm really excited about it because I'm super old Okay, All right. Uh, for me, um, I mentioned it earlier. One of the reasons why we were doing this episode, um, I'm excited to have Kahaki return. Um, so that is what I am uh, looking forward to. So, Rich, do you have anything for our Act Four? Yeah, just I mean, it's not it, it's not really a, a recommendation because it's such an old movie. But I watched Doctor Strangelove for Ooh. the first time. Oh, okay. Ooh. I uh, I've always liked. Kubrick, I love The Shining and Clockwork Orange and Full Metal Jacket, and it it was on Amazon Prime and I could watch it and I I kind of been meaning to watch it but it's in black and white so that kind of turned me off. A little <laughs> bit. And it's just funny because there there's multiple or there's a couple Simpsons related things with this movie. The, right. the classic is the end where he's riding the bomb. Homer mm-hmm. does that a couple times or yeah. he does that once in a fantasy, I think it's in the the Vigilante episode, and then there's another episode where there's a bomb, and there's a sign that says, please don't ride the bomb. (laughs) There's also an episode that's kind of a play on the title of Dr. Strangelove. The the gambling episode is called Springfield with a Dollar Sign, or How I Learned to Stop Wearing and Love We Got This Gambling, which is a a play on the full title of Dr. Strangelove, but it's a, it's a really great movie, and it's kind of a dark satire, and it's funny, and it also kind of makes you think a little bit, and Stanley Kubrick's the man. So that would be my recommendation. It's on Amazon Prime right now. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Good call. Right. I love that movie. Sounds good. All right, so before we go here, um, just a quick reminder that there are ways you can reach out to us. We haven't had any emails in a while, so we'd love to see some emails. So again, you can reach us at so it's come to this pod at gmail.com. Um, we're also on Instagram at so it's come to this underscore pod. And you can find us on Facebook, which is where we tend to be the most active. Um, and you can find us there at so it's come, use the number two and this. And obviously, if you're listening to this, you know where to find it. But we are available on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. So please also make sure to like and subscribe. Number 169 in Canada, baby. (laughs) And rising, man. Woo! So um, thank you again, Rich, for joining us. We really enjoyed having you. Hopefully we can do this again at some point. Um, I definitely had some 
thoughts of maybe having you on for another one because especially I remember a particular moment that we were watching together and really found very very funny so I won't reveal that yet but you might know what I'm talking about Um, so maybe we can have you on in the future so thank you again for joining us today we really appreciate it sure it was great to be here all right thanks all right so with that here we're going to sign off here so with that oh no I I genuinely wasn't expecting that. Um, goodbye. Uh, be careful. And if you have the means to get vaccinated, I suggest you do it. I'm going to get vaccinated. So, you know, that's, I think that's going to happen. Goodbye. <laughs> goodbye. Be excellent to each other. All right. And we'll smell you later, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Adios. So, Rich, the reason why I try to discourage the clapping is because, you know, we don't necessarily have the best microphones. Because he doesn't like things that are fun. And (laughs) whenever they get recorded, it just sounds really weird, and I can't get it to sound right. So I try to discourage it. The thing that sounds weird is your voice. That is true, also. So, there we go.